A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. The medicine go down. A spoonful of sugar. I think singing that song now, you'll probably get criticised and people will say nasty things about you and you will be considered as a bad person because sugar, poor old sugar, is considered to be a bad thing. Well, I've got in front of me two of my new favourite sugary things. I've got uh, old gold breakaway chocolate. This is my new favourite chocolate. Yum. And double stuff Oreo cookies, which is an American thing, but you can now buy them in all over the world. And I've loved Oreo cookies since I started going to America a very long time ago. I think it was 18 when I did my first trip to the USA. Love Oreo cookies. Full of sugar. So what is this thing about good foods and bad foods? What is this thing about if I eat bad food, I feel guilty? Uh, if I eat good food, I should feel good. Uh, but is it possible there are some people that only eat good food but they feel miserable and grumpy all the time because there's foods that they want to eat but they can't have, mustn't have, shouldn't have, don't have because they think it's bad for them. And I'm in a very interesting situation every day because as an exercise professional, as the owner of a international fitness business college, uh, and I do personal coaching every day with my students and I have been a personal exercise coach all of my life, I have worked with and experienced people who have a really bad relationship with bad food or they have a really bad relationship with themselves and it plays out in their food. So they feel guilty about eating food or they really want to eat what they consider to be bad food but they don't because they're scared of the food. So consequently their headspace is always, I wish I could have, I can't have, I mustn't have, I shouldn't have. If I have, then I end up feeling guilty. And I've worked with people at the extreme end of that guilt scale where they've eaten a chocolate biscuit or they've had a piece of chocolate and then they've gone out and fanatically exercised for hours and hours and hours to try and burn off those calories. Or they've burnt themselves or cut themselves or uh, just mentally abused themselves for hours and hours because they ate something that they thought was bad. I'm coming at you from a very personal place because I really don't want anybody to live like that. Uh, when you have experienced what I have where you've gone to people's houses and they've literally got a knife out of the cupboard, cupboard and cut themselves because they ate a piece of chocolate or they poured boiling water on themselves because they went out for dinner and ate something that they felt that they shouldn't have but they felt that they were forced into it or they've been vomiting for hours trying to get rid of the food that they ate that they feel bad about. And I'm sharing this with you in a dramatic way for a reason. These are real people with real life experience because they have a really bad relationship with food, with what they consider to be bad food. And I'll take it to the extreme again where my anorexic clients, people who have a, not just a bad relationship with food but actually don't want to eat any food, that's when all food becomes bad. They're at the point at the emotional end of the eating scale where food is completely controlling their life. They want to be in comp complete control of their food, so they're aiming to eat nothing. So there is no good food. It's just all food is bad. I want to be in full control of my life, in full control of my emotions, so I'm not going to eat food. Uh, if you're a parent, if you're a teacher, if you're a coach, if you're an exercise professional like I am, if you work with people... Uh, where you're talking about food and exercise, I'm sure that you don't want to drive them down to that headspace. That is mentally unhealthy. So how do we stay away from that? And it's interesting because as I stand here in my kitchen with my favourite cookies and my favourite chocolate, 
Uh, there are people who co contact me after I do videos like this and they share, Roe, you shouldn't be telling people to eat chocolate or you shouldn't be telling people to eat sugar. And I always break it down to something really simple. And I always say when people, um, and I'll use the word attack because people do attack me quite regularly for wanting people to have a mental healthy head. Uh, I don't get into those conversations and I certainly don't argue with people that have such uh, strong convictions about what's a good and a bad food. But is it possible, and these are some of the questions that I always ask myself, and if somebody wants help with their food, these are the questions that I ask them. And before I go there, uh, I'm an exercise professional, and I very rarely talk about food because I don't want to get involved in the, the controversial, uh, contradicting, ugly headspace that a lot of people get into when they talk about food. Uh, I'm a passionate believer that if I've got a healthy, fit, strong body, and I'll ask you the question, if your body is physically fit and physically strong and your brain is physically fit and physically strong, so you've got happy chemicals in your brain constantly, dopamine reward drug, serotonin satisfaction drug, neurotransmitter, uh, endorphins are painkillers, and you're filling your brain with brain-derived neurotropic factor constantly, which is fertilizer for your brain and fertilizer to make sure that all of those systems work effectively, is it possible that you'll think more clearly about food and you're better, or you'll make better decisions about food or you're more likely to make better decisions about food? So I really love getting people really fit and strong and watching them change their eating habits all by themselves. Every time I've seen somebody who've been told you can't have, mustn't have, don't have, shouldn't have, that's a bad food, and that's pushed them down the end of the emotional eating scale where they now have in their headspace, if I eat that, I feel guilty, uh, I don't want that for anybody because what does guilt do for us? Uh, the, the health experts in the world will tell us that stress is a very serious challenge in our body if we don't disperse it. If you feel guilty, if you feel stressed about food that you eat, if you feel emotionally damaged because you ate a food that you shouldn't have or there's a food that you want to eat and you don't, uh, so you and have you seen that with some people? They're actually angry. I think the word's hangry. Because they want to have chocolate or they want to have biscuits or they want to have a lolly or they want to have an ice cream, but they can't have it. And they get really hangry. So they're hungry and angry at the same time. Again, do you want that for anybody in your life and particularly for our kids? I would like our kids to grow up in a world where they don't even know that there's such a thing as anorexia, bulimia, exercise bulimia, any kind of obesity, morbid obesity, where food is controlling our life and it either wins or, or we win over our food. I want our kids to love their food. I want them to enjoy everything that they eat. So the questions that I ask, which are the simple physiology questions, if I pick up this packet and I read the label, and it's interesting because every, every food in a packet now has a label, and in some countries it has to have how many calories. Uh, it's become law that we label food appropriately. Just as a quick side note on that though, there's, in most countries there's a 20 to 40% leeway on that and up to 40% is a lot by the way that they can make an incorrect statement on a packet from anywhere between 20 to 40%. So that's an interesting thing to take note of. So the reverse of that would be, Rowie, what, what should I eat? And my answer is simply, well, eat less food with labels. So then you're getting less processed food, of course. But, <laughs> but... What about your healthy head? And when you break this down, the simple questions that I ask, what is an Oreo cookie made out of? What is chocolate made out of? And both of them are made out of exactly the same thing. They're both made of carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen because they're not vegan, vegetarian chocolate. They've got protein in them, which is nitrogen because protein is made of carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen. 
Carbohydrate is made of carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. Fat is made of carbon, hydrogen, oxygen. I'm going to say that again. Fat and carbohydrate are made up of exactly the same thing. It's just the bonding that's different. The molecular bonding, the structure of the food, of the, of the way the food's put together, is slightly different. But isn't it interesting because you'll often hear people say carbohydrate can turn to fat. Well, the only reason that it can turn to fat is it possible because they're made of the same thing. The chemical bonding just has to change so that it can, can do that. De novo lipogenesis, where your body is capable of turning carbohydrate into fat. Uh, but that's called a macronutrient process, and your body will do that if it needs food to stay alive because those macronutrients are macro for a reason. They're the things that we can live on. So when you break it down to the simpleness of that, when people say to me, I shouldn't eat sugar, I always ask, what's sugar made out of? Carbon, hydrogen, oxygen. Okay. What is an apple made out of? Carbon, hydrogen, oxygen. What is chocolate made out of? Carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen. If you add protein in there, you have to add nitrogen. If I go a step further, this is a little bit morbid, but if we break... When we die and our body breaks down after we've been buried, if you get buried in the ground, we break down into carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen. Isn't that interesting? That's why they're called macronutrients because that's what the body's made of and there's that scientific expression. You can't, cha you can't destroy energy. It just changes into something else. Science, it's the, the, the fundamentals of basic science, I think we get a bit confused with the rest of the science, but the fundamentals of basic science is to stay alive I need carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, water, sunshine. After that, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> and my body will process all of those effectively if I'm fit and strong. So could we keep it that simple? When did we start saying that's a bad food? Don't eat that, it's bad. Is it possible that it's the amount that we eat? And this is where it becomes very interesting, very sad for me. Because most of the people that I've worked with that are obese and morbidly obese, the ones that eat a large amount of food that affects now their health. And that's one of the interesting definitions of morbid obesity or obesity is when your weight is affecting your health. A lot of those people will share with me and have shared with me that the reason that they've got out of control with their food is because somebody down here somewhere in their lifespan said, you can't have that, it's bad for you. Don't eat that, it's bad for you. So then they ate it and felt bad. And here's an interesting question. Have you ever been in that situation where you've eaten something felt bad that you ate it, and then you ate even more. Isn't that interesting? I don't want to do that to anybody. I'm going to open this packet of biscuits and really enjoy it. I don't need to eat the whole packet because it's not going anywhere. I always have Oreos in my fridge. I always have chocolate in my fridge for a reason. So that I, I never have a, a starvation mentality. I never have a scarcity mentality. So that if there is chocolate, I have to eat the whole packet. Or if there is biscuits, I have to eat the whole, whole packet. I don't have to because there's always more. I don't have to starve myself and then binge, which is that headspace that I find really sad again. I can't have it, mustn't have it, don't have it, shouldn't have it. I'm not going to have it. It's bad for me. And then I end up eating the whole packet and binge eat. We do that with alcohol. We do it with takeaway food. We do it with biscuits. It's and when I say we, I don't. I don't have to because I only have foods in my house that I love. I only eat the food that I love. I only eat when I'm hungry. I stop eating when I'm full. And who cares? That's just me. But imagine living a lifespan or a, a, you know, a whole life, lifespan like that 
Eat when you're hungry. Stop eating when you're full. Enjoy everything that you eat. Don't eat the things that you don't eat. Don't like to eat. Could life be more enjoyable? Could your mental health headspace be different? Do we create a lot of mental health challenges by trying to keep people healthy? Don't eat sugar, it's bad for you. So then they eat it and feel guilty and we end up screwing up their headspace. Or they don't eat it because we told them not to. And then they get angry and disappointed and frustrated because they can't have it. And then they binge eat it a certain way down the track. It's a bit of a joke at our house, but this is really not funny. Don't eat chocolate on magical day, no chocolate on terrific day, no chocolate on wow day, no chocolate on thankful day, no chocolate on fun day. And then for most people, they by the time they get to Super Day Saturday, they eat the whole block. Just as a side note, I've always changed the names of the days of the week. I've, I've been using those now for about 30 years, I think. May your Mondays be magical, may your Tuesdays be terrific, may your Wednesdays be very wow, and your Thursdays be thankful, may your Fridays be a fun day, may your Saturdays be super, may your Sundays be sparkly, because you choose them to be. That's how I live my life. Happy every day, have fun every day. Magical day, terrific day, wow day, thankful day, fun day, super day, sparkle day. Love the food that you eat. Don't eat the foods that you don't eat, don't like to eat. Exercise because you want to be healthy, fit and strong. Not because you have to, not because you need to lose weight, not because you need to burn calories, not because somebody told you you have to exercise, but because you bloody want to. Because you want to be healthy, fit and strong for the rest of your life. That's what I wish for everybody and that's why I'm here every day. Romax is about being healthy, fit and strong and eating the foods that you love. Exercise because you love it. Have a career path and business that you love because you've got a body that wants to go out and do all the things that you love to do. Be financially free so that you've that healthy body that you've got, you can now go and do all the things that you want to do want to do because you've got the money to do it and then do it with the people in your life that you love, that respect you, that treat you beautifully. And the people that come into your life and say, don't have, mustn't have, shouldn't have, it's bad for you, maybe give that a little bit more thought. Maybe ask them the question, if chocolate's bad for me, what's it made out of? If a carrot is good for me, what's it made out of? And the answer is a really interesting one. And if the person can't answer it, maybe don't listen. Yummy, 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 I've got food in my tummy because I love everything I eat and I don't eat anything I don't want to eat. Woohoo! I feel good. Na, 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 na. <laughs>